You're listening to the Sportsman's Empire Podcast Network brought to you by Full Sneak Gear. Check out their entire lineup at fullsneakgear.com. Also be sure to check out our entire stable of podcasts at sportsmansempire.com. New from Moultrie Mobile, the Feed Hub offers first-of-its-kind cellular connection and control for nearly any spin cast feeder on the market. When used with the Moultrie Mobile app, you can monitor feed and battery levels, run feeders on demand, receive alerts when feeders are clogged, and remotely adjust feeding times. The Feed Hub is ideal for anyone who maintains feeders. Remove the guesswork and save time by planning feeder maintenance before you drive to your hunting property. For more information, visit MoultrieMobile.com. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. I had to downsize my coffee mug so that I could properly sip. Instead of gulping? Yeah. Did you, uh, did you have a good little break? I had a good little break. It was a long break. I had, like, saved up all my vacation for the end of the year. That's yeah. a lesson learned not doing that again. Did you get bored? Uh, not so much. It's just, I don't know. It's just a long time away, and I don't know. It's just not really. We we traveled a bunch and did a bunch of family stuff, but I don't know. I I get excited to, to come back, and I I have to force myself not to, like, check email and I do check Slack and send stupid stuff still. I can't help mm-hmm. myself. I, I'm, like, really excited to see people that I'm not related to right now. So, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I yeah. uh, I mean, Christmas is always fun. But um, after, like, I was driving my kids for the drop-off this morning to my, my in-laws for a little bit. And they just, like, were talking the whole time. And, and I'm to that point where I haven't listened to anything they've said in, like, the last 15 minutes. You, mm-hmm. you know what I'm talking about. I know. Uh, even the baby's just back there going to town. And they're talking about, like, absolute nonsense. Mm-hmm. So it's good to be here. Like so we, we don't talk about absolute nonsense. I, I can at least follow the nonsense that we put out. Yeah. Um, so, so when we talk about poop, it's different. It's than different when we do it. But my sister or my my uh, my daughter's like talking about Captain Unicorn ringing doorbells and stealing Santas and like rainbow farts or whatever it, yeah you know i'm just like i can't even follow logically she asked me she's like right daddy because my she can she re, wants me to reaffirm everything she says do your kids do this she says right daddy yeah after everything yeah like it's it's hilarious the right, level daddy? at which this child needs affirmation of what she's saying mm-hmm. everything is right daddy and i'm I, like i agree to things that i'm mm-hmm. like i'm certain rainbow make, farts rainbow for sure. farts for yep. sure yep. so 100%. Uh, i'm glad to be here talking with you guys yeah Heck yeah did you have a good christmas erica yeah it was good. Um, uh, Tim has this week off, and he is staying home with the kids. And Ooh. I said, I will go into work today. Yeah. Goodbye. Good. See you later. <laughs> good luck. That's funny. So. Well, it's a weird week for us because we, we have Monday off, and we got Friday off, too. So I feel like nobody's going to get anything done. Yeah. Gonna, uh, we'll try. Yeah. Well, <laughs> we'll I just, our I, best. Like, everybody just kind of gets like this weird – not a jump start. You're like false start. Almost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, it's then, a weird. Week. And then you got to try to wrap up early, and then you also know we're out the Monday of next week. So yeah, yeah. I got up yesterday ready to come into work. I like was prepared to come into work, got getting ready, and one of my 
like part of my routine is I check my calendar because I never know like are we doing a shoot or whatever how do I need to dress and I had no meetings I was like what's going on like coming off a couple weeks out like this is weird and then go wild closed it was like a snow day like being <laughs> in high yeah. school I was like okay you, what am I gonna do you today forgot. yeah you dress like that for a shoot though uh no I mean, yeah i guess <laughs> bring my rubber boots i guess I, I don't know how you all have long sleeves on right now because it's it's so hot in louisville like i i it was 72 degrees yesterday when i yeah. hunted yeah i did a little hunt out at the the new place mm-hmm. finally um no my, poachers? Bl- my blind was back in a corner and i'm convinced now that it was wind because the wind moves <laughs> to that well the the Two of the three times it's been moved. The first time was obviously. In the oh, okay. Right. To say. I mean, it's on camera. We saw some people there. Yeah. Well, that, it also went against the normal wind direction. Right. Yeah. And yeah. there was like, you know, two guys holding guns. So there's that. Yeah. Uh, if you haven't listened to that episode, that is episode two or three called Blind Luck. Um, yep. But so I went out there and hunted yesterday. It was very uneventful. Uh, and honestly, it's it's not quite as enjoyable sitting and being able to hear like so much traffic yeah. and, and car, I can hear the cars locking mm-hmm. uh, from a business nearby. It was just, it's not, it's weird. I, you lose a little bit of that, but uh, you know, if I, if I can go out there, I got one more time. I'm going to try to get out there before the season ends and try to get a doe since I shot such a little dink episode one toothpicks. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, I'm getting trolled by this now. Like Adam yeah. Smith tagged me. I think you saw it. Yeah. He tagged me and he's giving me some flack about it. Boom. So, roasted. so the one thing, and we, we, we certainly will not have enough time to talk about this because um, it, it, it's, it's, it's interesting because while I've been out or, or like we've been out over the weekend and over the last week, it's been a weird week because we haven't been, really been in touch with each other. But mm-hmm. this thing I haven't had a chance to talk to you all about and I wanted to ask you about because I've been getting tagged in this stuff for like 10 days now um, is the, the Matt Ranella conversation with Meat mm-hmm. Eater, oh, Stephen yeah. Ranella, and also on Blood Origins. Uh, you know, Robbie of Blood Origins is active on Go Wild. You guys are familiar with him. Mm-hmm. Um, Good dude. I've been getting tagged in these conversations on LinkedIn. I've been getting tagged on them on Go Wild. Um, the people, I think, I've, I've been, uh, somebody said that we were getting tagged on other platforms uh, like, like Instagram and whatnot about this, uh, of, of this conversation. And... I, I'm. Let's be fair here. I have listened to both podcasts. I've read his Free Range American uh, post. I read his R3 article last year. But just for the clarity of com- you have read the article. I've only read the article. I've not okay. listened to the podcast. I don't really know that you need to listen to both podcasts. If I was going to do one or the other, I think um, Matt presents himself better on Blood Origins than on Meat Eater. There's a little bit of the brother feud that seems like kind of stirs up. Like, it's a little bit, there's not as much dialogue. Mm. Robbie does a good job because he's not related to okay. Matt, probably. Uh, but they, they, I felt like it was a, a less heated conversation on Blood Origins. Robbie does push back on several things. I'll give Robbie credit. He didn't just roll over. Um, there were still points, and I've been texting Robbie as I listened to this the whole time, of like, Dude, why, I wish we could have like talked about this or that, and I, I may end up doing a live show or a show with Robbie at Shot Show. We're gonna try to figure it out. But um, and and you have heard both, I think, and not read Free Range. American, so I right? read Free Range. Oh, you did read I it. listened to all Mediator, and I've done like half of Blood Origins. Okay, so uh, just just to fairly put that out there, um, I'm I'm kind of curious on some things, and uh, I'm, you all are biased in that you work for a social media company in, in mm-hmm. the hunting and fishing space, uh, as, as am I. Um, but there's a couple things I just, I just wanted to ask you guys about the, fr- I, I first, like, 
I, there, I have taken notes because I've been asked by several people to rebuttal this um, from our viewpoint. And I also feel like I kind of have to um, because there's such a, a call out of social media. And I don't think he's talking about us. I know he's not. No. Um, I understand that he's not. He probably doesn't even know we exist. And I'm fine with that. Um, but I think like, I don't want us getting lumped into this, this concept that social media for hunting is bad. I actually think Matt would probably appreciate a lot of things about our product. He pro there's probably things after listening to his argument that he wouldn't like about go out too. But, um, there's, there's just some interesting, like I literally have pages of notes cause I've listened to both podcasts and I have pages from reading his, uh, article too. Um, just to lay out there, like some of his concepts, cause I'm, I'm assuming most people here have not listened to the either any they may be just finding out about this conversation again mm -hmm. you can go listen to um the christmas tiki episode with meat eater or um on on blood origins it was maybe 10 shows ago it's very clearly labeled matt ranella it's november um, 22nd a few of the concepts that that are being discussed here and that matt's like passionately uh, throwing out, uh, Matt thinks there would be 25, that 25% of people that are hunting are doing it for social credit and, or social media likes and engagement. Um, he thinks the R3 efforts overall are largely overblown. And what's interesting here is like he called out on meat eater. He says that, uh, Montana BHA ceased R3 efforts. They actually came out and said that this was inaccurate. I did some research on this, just curious to like, to see what their positions were and they've since rebuttaled. There's a post on their website that says this is not true. Mm. Um, Matt also calls out the, he tribute, he attributes a lot of his data to the practitioner's guide for R3. What he's talking about is the council to advance the hunting and shooting sports. It's an organization that is really the head of the R3 movement. They host the symposium. I've been to the symposium. Um, and I, I know several people that work with, uh, this organization. Um, they, they do a lot of good work. Um, I think they generally are slower than a lot of us would like to see and what they can get done, but they're also trying to work with, you know, all these nonprofits, these agencies, these, these, uh, companies and pull it all together. Mm -hmm. But Matt brought up that from their own data, more than 80% of hunters pick their spot based on how many, based on hunting pressure. So according to Matt, R3's own data says that we we have overcrowding. And so I've followed up with several people on this. Um, I'm actually speaking to the council today about it just to get some inf more information from them. But largely, they they even have said, like, we want to rebuttal this um, because there's a lot of problems with, with the information that's being presented and mm -hmm. how it's being presented. And um, one thing that I, I kept thinking of in this whole argument and that we don't need the R3 movement, there's three R's in R3. Recruitment is not the only R. Right, it is, right. It's the re retainment and reactivation of hunters, too. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Because the, the one thing, and you all, this is where I like part of what you all, I wanted your opinion on. You understand with marketing anything, um, customers don't stay. They, they, they churn or they go somewhere else. They find something else to do. And I think this whole concept that, like, we're good on hunter numbers, we don't need to talk about it anymore, is incredibly ignorant of how marketing works. Mm -hmm. and and with anything you have to stay relevant and i just like from your all's perspective do you think companies should create con or, or agencies and and nonprofits should create content to not only uh create new hunters but to 
reactivate and re-engage and retain hunters. Yeah. I mean, this was kind of my, one of my opinions with, with the article and I'm not sure if it hundred percent answers your question, but it felt like him saying posting on social media leads to in the article, at least leads to negative consequences of getting so many people out there hunting by like showing it. But that for me, that opinion feels greedy Mm-hmm. To say like, oh, we don't need any more yeah. because you're taking over I'm... my spot now. Well, isn't that kind of a greedy perspective to saying like only the people that have been here before now should have it? The traditional sportsman. Yeah, the traditional sportsman should have it. Well, so what's wrong with ha- what's wrong with like teaching these people and posting your your journey about it and getting these people in here? That doesn't mean that they're going to stay. Like it does. If you've not listened to the past five six episodes you've known that we kind of suck at hunting in our own opinion. Like, and I think that's what everyone else goes through. Like, this is the real life of you go out there and most times you don't get anything. And if you're telling these people that, you know, don't go hunting or like, don't post anything. Well, guess what? We might not do the second and the the third parts of that R3 effort where they might get in here and we might have like a bulk amount of people recruiting through these like influencers or whatnot. But once they get out there and they see it and try it, if they don't really like it and we, and we might not retain them, which could be good or bad for it. So what's to say that we don't try to get these hunters out there because they see something on social media, but that doesn't mean that they're going to stay around. Only if they really, truly enjoy it will they stay around because right. they might not get anything. Well, the, the other thing, too, and this is what a part of what I want to ask R3 about, is that a lot of the data, a third of our hunters are baby boomers who are aging out of hunting. So like very soon you're going to see 30% drop if nothing happens anyways. Right. And it's just like, I I feel like um, if you put hunting on as a brand, which everybody likes to say, like we should be PR advocates for hunting. Well, that means it's a brand. If Mm -hmm. you're going to have that, uh, that idea, the idea that it, uh, no one talking about it is good for it is just like, it's really convenient. That's, I find everything that he says just too convenient. And I find a lot of it coming from a place of privilege. Um, The, like you, you're uh, Renella. I've read Steve's book. I know mm-hmm. you grew up hunting. I know you grew up learning from your dad. Uh, your brother's one of the best known hunters in, in the world, which I, I give credit a lot, a lot to Matt for, um, you know, pushing back on like, he doesn't want to do a lot of the stuff he could do because of his last name. Um, like he, he talks about it, that he could have hunted with Joe Rogan on his first hunt. You know, he's very anti Joe Rogan. He says, Joe Rogan's the worst thing that ever happened to hunting besides social media. Matt says that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, like I, he, he, he does seem to like walk the talk on, on the things that he's opposed to. Mm -hmm. Uh, but I, I just find the whole thing like really convenient for him because he's out West and he's talking about, um, overall hunting from his experience of hunting out West, which is just radically different from what most hunters go through. I mm-hmm. think that's where like a lot of this argument is, is completely off balance is like these guys sat and talked for, um, an hour and half, hour and a half on the meat eater episode. And no one was like, Hey, by the way, this isn't the experience of the majority. Like the majority of hunters don't hunt out West. Yeah. He actually, uh, one of the guys, uh, I don't remember his name, the duck hunter, uh, the guy from Georgia, 
uh, on Meat Eater. Was that he the was, duck hunter who, who I was talking he about? Was a duck, it was hard birds. to pick out the voices. I, I'm not I didn't sure know which, who anybody was. But he's talking about like the like why is recruitment you know happening here and not there, and why are you guys just talking about um, Montana? Like you're blowing up my spot. You came out from Michigan. I came out from Michigan, and I didn't like try to blow this place up i just wanted to hunt here you chose to blow this place up and now my spots are blah 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 again like mm-hmm. that's a fairly selfish you know perspective but um he's like none of y'all are talking about you know doing this in other states or whatever and he's like steve's like he's from georgia and he's like yep i'm from georgia and this is an issue and we do need to like increase you know hunters and stuff like that and win on that whole bit so it's kind of like i mean it's just not a it's not a complete um, perspective, in my opinion, like it's not a it's not a well rounded argument. It Hank seems Forster from uh, with QDMA and from Georgia is actively trying to recruit people to hunt because they need a. If you get into some of these southern um, areas, the de- whitetail are so overpopulated. The pigs are super overpopulated, which you can get into. Like, there's problems with all of that. Like the pig problem, a lot of people point out. Like Texas doesn't really want their pig problem to go away because they've monetized it. You know, mm-hmm. you can go fly a helicopter and shoot pigs and yeah. you can pay to get to do this now where they were trying to pay people to take them out. Mm-hmm. And so there's a lot of people that point out that like, well, you guys seem to really be interested in not reducing the pig population. Um, so you could say a lot of those arguments are convenient too. Um, but I, I found, I just found like there was so much mention of like elk and, and, you know, they talked about sheep hunting at one point and even the, the bird hunting was still like very far out West or, or at least like Midwest to West. And I'm like, yeah, but okay, draw that line down from Michigan down to Texas. And then everything to the right is where probably 60 to 80% of your hunters are in the country. They're hunting whitetail. They're not hunting elk. Mm-hmm. I mean, these are, these are numbers that anybody can go find. Um, this is just a fact is that most people are hunting whitetail and turkey and that the, the art, the, the hour and a half of arguing over um, all this is, is, is funny because it's not the holistic experience within the country. And I would be interesting, interested in hearing like that filter put on that conversation is like, you can't, you can have this conversation, but you can't have it about Montana, Idaho, or, you know, take out like all these Western States that they were, they were kind of leaning on. And I'm not saying that like that doesn't, obviously I'm not saying that that doesn't count as hunting because we have a lot of people that do that in our platform. My point was you can't say social media is bad for hunting and that R three is bad for, for hunting pressure because of my state like that's there's 50 states you know there's a lot to consider here and a lot of your arguments do not apply like they just don't apply right to the east yeah i found that really interesting another thing that's interesting using dead animals to sell products is a form of market hunting yeah that's i I wrote that down as a quote i'm I'm curious I, i have my own opinion on this uh, I, I get a little bit of the icky feel when I think about it. Like, I, I, I do understand his point, but I'm curious. You ha- you probably haven't heard. You, this is a new one. No, for you, say this it is again. The, using so dead animals. Using dead animals to sell products is a form of market hunting. So what he's comparing this to is the fur-bearing era where people just killed animals, left meat lie for the fur, and sold it. Uh, which market hunting is now illegal. You can't sell wild game meat, right? You can't mm-hmm. go out and hunt deer no, and sell okay, it. Okay, so okay. he's comparing it to that because that nearly wiped out a lot of game. Yeah. And and I'm just curious. Well, Braden seems to have an opinion. Let's go I to do. Yeah, so I he said that, and I wanted 
to make sure will you, I understood will you come it. back in the camera? You're getting oh, like so cozy. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm sorry. sorry. There, there we go. If, if you're listening so to this, Braden's, I, like, Braden's like in another room. Oh, my bad. Uh, so I, had to, I Googled market hunting because I didn't want to like form the opinion without understanding exactly what it was. And it's talking about like the commercialization of hunting. So like basically like hunting meat and like it, it led to over hunting because there was a demand for wild game meat. That's how we these, wiped out a lot of birds. That's right. So to say that while also having like a, a tag and like license system where like there's a prescribed amount of animals that need to die each year. And as long as we abide by that, like how, how can you compare that to market hunting if the health of the herd like depends on calling animals and things like that? Like how, how can using that be compared to market hunting where like people were on trains, like just driving by and dropping Buffalo and all this stuff. It's like, that's obviously, you know, not good and, and an unhealthy thing for, for the population. But like, how, how can we have a system in place to protect the population? And also it'd be market hunting. It doesn't like increase the, the ceiling of animals killed each year. It's like, so, yeah. So there, there's a couple things that Matt Ranella says that, like it starts to lead me to believe like his thoughts are so existential and it's like borderline nihilistic at times, which he's not a nihilist. Cause he definitely, he obviously has principles. Uh, but, but he gets into this area where he is very anti-capitalism. Uh, like he, Robbie brings this up on the blood origin podcast. He's like, Matt, are you telling me that people can't build a business and have content around that? And, and this is where it gets interesting. Cause I kind of agree with some of this, or at least that it reduces the purity. He says, well, but if you're doing it, if you're hunting for content, he finds that morally reprehensible. Now yeah. I'm not, I'm not on that level, but I do understand that point really well. Mm-hmm. If you're going out and you're killing an animal that you don't need for subsistence or to use, and you're doing it for content, that gives him the ickies too, right? <laughs> he he mm-hmm. would say that's more like mm-hmm. he has his purity scale. I'm sure that would be very low on his purity scale. Right. However, uh, you know, the the guys on Meat Eater rebuttaled that really well. He's like, well, none of this goes to waste. The, the meat's going to hunters for the hungry when, when we don't eat it. Um, it, it and, and Matt's talking about people that kill like three elk a year. He's like, who needs three elk a year? And I know, and you all know, a lot of influencers who kill a lot of deer that they aren't eating. Mm-hmm. And this is where I'm like, there's nuance here. And this is something that I can't answer in a 30-minute podcast. Yeah. That, that was – I'm – I kind of felt with him on on some of those points with because here lately, you know, I watch a lot of videos and content from influencers and there have been some lately where I realized like gosh, like every week is a new is a new hunt of like another deer and I'm like this is amazing like you know it it is teaching people sometimes in a sense on on different ones, but it's also like Dang, like who needs that many deer? Like I get, I don't know. I am kind of torn on, on a lot of that. I do think that he, his perspective was in a vacuum of like these top level influencers right. and his opinions kind of blanketed down to like the everyday person with a exactly. hundred followers on right. Facebook, like right. to tell those people to stop posting social content because, <laughs> well, or like that his, is his not argument the same. to that though, is that, that when you post a grip and grin, you know, me with my big deer, Mm -hmm. it it creates nothing but opportunity for anti-hunting. I understand his point. Like Mm -hmm. I I've, I've put through go wild in the early days. Like I've, I've had death threats from anti-hunters because we posted a dead bear. 
and and so I actually really understand where he's coming from. And we and you all know, like I pulled back. I stopped doing that as much on the the go out account. We mm-hmm. don't really do that a whole lot anymore because all it does is stir up hate. Mm-hmm. Um, when you when you when you post, if you want to ever get death threats, just go post a dead grizzly bear, mm-hmm. like a grizzly bear or a brown bear. Uh, and, and you'll get death threats. Like you, you will, it's, it, it, if your account's big enough, if you got like three followers, no one cares. Right. But like at a certain level, I understand where he's coming from. And I've honestly been saying since 2018, when I started restless native, I've had a lot of these conversations to where I, I, I've been saying that I don't know that grip and grins are the best thing for hunting. Mm-hmm. I don't, I think if you're only putting out successful pictures of you with antlers, you're not doing a service to hunting. Yeah. I've, I've been saying like, there's time. I have a list of things I agree with on Mike, Matt Rinella. Yeah. Um, I, I've boiled it down to probably, uh, if, if I, I haven't listed out like all the points that he made and like tried to, I, I, I'm trying to do this article thoughtfully. I don't, and I don't want it to even be a rebuttal. Mm-hmm. I want it to be my, really what I think. Mm-hmm. Um, not that anyone has maybe, maybe cares exactly what Brad thinks, but I want it to be an alternative of thought, right? Some clarifications on some points he's made. But I mean, I, I don't disagree with the fact that if all you're posting is there's, there's two problems here. If all you're posting is the trophy, you are creating friction points that an anti hunter could use against you. Mm -hmm. It, his point is you should just not post about hunting at all and you should unfollow uh, these influencers. I think that's an extreme. Yeah. And and they didn't get into this very well on Meat Eater, but my take has always been talk about the food, talk about the adventure of it. And now I, Matt seems to think that like he, he totally discredits the good that can do mm-hmm. from, from sharing that side of it. I've seen it firsthand yeah. uh, of sharing my story and I have had numerous people through my LinkedIn reach, through what used to be my Instagram or the go out Instagram, I have had numerous people say, I've never thought about it that way. Or like, I didn't realize this. I get this all the time on my LinkedIn content. And, and, you know, a lot of my content is reaching well beyond the people that follow me directly. Mm -hmm. And people will say like, holy crap, I didn't realize the hunting industry was so big. This is really cool. I didn't realize that blah, blah, blah. And, and, and I'm not sharing trophy posts like really ever on that, on that feed. Uh, and I think, I think discrediting the power of talking about that aspects of it for the good is just, it's too convenient to, to his point. I like, I really wish it wasn't so crowded around here. You all should stop posting on social media. Like that's really convenient to what you're right. trying to do, which is reduce hunting by half is what he said on mm-hmm. uh, meat eater. Um, you know, th- I think ignoring the fact that it can be good is, is really um, it's either it's, it's ignorant or which I don't think it is because he seems very intelligent. I think it's probably just like I'm not gonna unbox that. Like that's yeah. Like, and he really didn't at all. Like that was one of the really good rebuttals that I think Ryan Callahan made on the Mediator show, and it was just kind of like swept under the rug. He, he's like, yeah, it can be okay, and then he just moves on yeah. to to one of his other things. Uh, we only have a couple minutes here left. I want to give like uh, real quick some rapid fire thoughts. Um, things I disagree with is that we should stop posting. Like no one gains share of voice by not talking. That yeah. that that to me is the biggest problem I have with this. It's my biggest premise of like us going back to the Stone Age. While this is not how civilization communicates anymore, you 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 may not like social media, and honestly, I don't either. I don't have a Facebook or an Instagram account, and 
Um, I, that doesn't mean that I think we should stop having a, a, a voice there. Uh, there's again, there's strong opposition to capitalism in the hunting space. Um, I think there are way, people that do it and it's gross. And I think there are companies like us who are trying to do it and doing it, going about it the right way. Mm-hmm. Obviously I think we're doing it the right way, but you know, uh, we, we have a, uh, a closed environment where people can have these discussions. We're donating a portion of our proceeds back into a nonprofit that helps kids learn to do this who want to. Um, you know, I, I think there, that's at least like morally more right or, uh, right and true than what he's talking about. Um, on Meat Eater, there's this concept of like, they didn't discuss with what the rest of us want. And I'm like, again, this is coming back into like this socialistic idea of what the narrative should be. Like, right. I... I First Amendment, man. Like, I don't know what else to say other than, like, you can go say what you want. I don't have to agree with it, but this doesn't mean we get to vote to silence Erica because Erica's got a million followers and we don't like it. You know, he called out Cam Haynes. It's like, I don't like a lot of the stuff Cam Haynes posts about, to be honest with you. Like, I don't necessarily connect with that personally. If you do, that's fine. I don't think we should go out and silence Cam Haynes, mm-hmm. right? Um, posting any dead animals bragging. Does that count for does? I'm just curious. Like if I post a Jake Turkey, am I bragging? If I post a picture of toothpicks, am I bragging? Right. Like I, I, that in itself is a fallacy. You know, it can't be that. Um, and then, you know, he says you can't find mentors via social media. I'm like, okay, well, Mm. I mean, I, I just went up and hunted with Mike Larson, who I purely met because of social media. Now, again, we would not be even on the spectrum of what he's talking about with social media, but there's people that have found mentors through Reddit. They found it through Instagram, and these are people that they've connected with and learned from. And this idea that you have to be in the flesh to be able to touch someone for them to be a mentor is is just wrong. Mm-hmm. It's just like you're ignoring how the world communicates. Um, and then uh, I, I, I thought the uh, I agreed with Stephen Ranella on this in that – um, Steve makes a really good point that no business model says, Hey, we should go make more hunters like right. that. There's that whole fallacy there of like, we have to go generate audience and create new people so that we can sell them stuff. Like, right. What, in, who does that? You know, it's like, that's a really hard way to go, especially when you're sitting here looking at 15 million people that are ready to rock and roll right now. Right. Like, I think there's this whole misaligned concept there of, of what is actually happening. So, all right, we're at 30 minutes, man. Can I make I, one point? If you, if you got, you got, I'll you do it quick. Do it. So I think there's like there's two avenues to this discussion. You've got Matt Ranella's, which is we should reduce the amount of hunters. I think the the appropriate avenue is to say, look how awesome it is that we have these new folks coming into this this activity that do, has proven to do a lot of good for people's psyche and relationships and all these different things. What if we focused on like growing our share of voice? and making like focusing on legislation that increases the amount of land access that these people have. So on that meteor episode there's this there's this corner crossing point they make where um this they want to enact these these laws where people can cross certain properties to access more public land and it would it would open up access to over um like 2.2 million acres of land for public access and like what if we focused on doing more things to accommodate these people coming into this activity instead of trying to stifle that happening um and allowing people to participate in something that we believe is like fantastic for human beings and like part of our nature um instead of like just basically cutting out cutting the legs out from under us and then less hunters, less share of voice, then we die a slow, painful death. And like the, the disdain for hunting grows and we lose, you know, ultimately all of us lose in that situation. Yeah. I I mean, there's already so many examples out there of, of hunters losing voice and, um, 
a, a lot of these things, like in Michigan, how they can't hunt doves now. Uh, they mentioned the bears on uh, on that episode. Like a lot of these things do stem from from incidences. I, I think it's grossly uh, over attributed to social media in in that. I mean, I, I'm, I'm open to being wrong on that, but from the things I've read, it's usually not social media when when these happen. When I'm reading like Sportsman's Alliance, uh, which who, by the way, if you care about the legislation uh, uh, against hunting, you should totally be a, a member. It's very cheap and it does a lot of good. Um, they do the best work of any anybody on that. But um, you know, I I, I think. This is super complicated. It's super nuanced. It's a good conversation because I do like things. There's quite a few things I agree with Matt Rinella on. Like I said, I mean, I think people do need to be more mindful when posting on social media. You need to be more tasteful. You need to be more respectful of the animal, um, which is why I've, I've largely, well, I don't, I don't have social media anymore except LinkedIn, but besides go wild. Uh, so like out externally facing, I don't really have as, as much opportunity to post this stuff, but you need to think about it before you go throw up your dead deer photo. Yeah. Um, and the, you know, um, I think the greatest question, and I talked about this with Hannah Barron on episode six of Restless Native, I think, is uh, w- would you be doing it if it wasn't for the the social media? If you didn't have a social media account, would you be doing it? And, like, mm-hmm. there is a little bit of a purity scale to that. So, Yeah. He said, real quick, he said, um, I challenge you in 2022 to not post on social media your hunting. And I would challenge our audience to – post your hunt on social media but don't post don't post it from the day you get the the deer elk or whatever post it from day one when you start trying your trials and tribulations the day that you got nothing the sunrise the sunset like everything like your entire journey do that i think that's what's honest we didn't get into it but his point on like i mean he tears into ranella uh or his brother on this of like you guys don't post all the whole truth and there's mm-hmm. weird conversation there the guy got, yeah, got, got, got awkward weird. um but the, the i i agree with that too mm-hmm. uh, which is like why i've admitted i like back of long liver shot a deer this year like i tried I, I think you do set people up for failure when all you do is see these gripping grins of like look at me i found this deer it died right here and i didn't have to go anywhere like that's not what happens right. that's, and that's just that's not what mediator even portrays though on netflix there are entire episodes where they literally kill not a thing yeah like uh, and yes, there are times where they have wounded an animal and didn't chose not to show it in an episode. Well, we but don't. We don't. I mean, we assume. I, I think uh, that's what they were. Yeah, I think he Stephen essentially admitted that. But yeah. the point is, like, it's he only has a certain amount of episodes he can do. Right. He's trying to portray hunting in the best light he can, and I think he does a really good job of of doing both sides without like. I mean, you can't. He obviously does more hunts than get posted on Netflix. Yep. Like it's it's just and you've got to kind of pick the ones that are going to perform and paint. Yeah, paint on I mean I don't light. even care about like defending it from that angle. I just think if you think about your content and you do what Erica said, like just if you're going to tell the story, tell the whole story. Yeah, I think that's the thing. Yeah, um, I just realized that we our camera shut off and we Erica just spoke and now you awkwardly had to watch me and Braden listen and head nod. While she <laughs> <spoke>. <laughs> uh, we, we, again, you know I posted on LinkedIn this morning about how. We are approaching content differently. We throw it up, and sometimes it's got goofs on it. We've had lots of audio goofs on this show already. Um, I think it's more more fun and more engaging to just roll with it than to try to create a perfect product. We're a small team, and uh, you know. So thanks thanks to you guys for subscribing and listening to our unpolished content. It is quite uncensored, uh, as, as advertised. It's the entire um, journey. It, it is quite <laughs> ridiculous. 
and uh, quite unpolished. So uh, if, you, if you're subscribed to the show on the podcast, great. If you didn't know, the show is on YouTube. Um, you, you can watch and see Braden's mustache in action. Mm. Uh, mm. You, you can see my bald head, and you can see Erica's <laughs> fantastic laugh as she, she laughs at uh, the goobers that she has to work with. So um, that's it for today. Thanks, you all, for, for t- turning in. And when you log this show, final challenge here, uh, let us know what you think about all this stuff. I'm very interested in the conversation. There was an incredibly viral post from Cody Bro uh, on on Go Wild, and then his follow up post where he's trying to get us on Meat Eater uh, <laughs> kind of went viral within Go Wild. So let us know what you think about all this. I'm very curious. Thanks. <laughs>